idea that there was such a thing as Christmas jazz. Um, in fact, <laughs> my daughter laughed at me one day because we were in the car and I was kind of contemplating things and I just turned on autumn jazz in a low, you know, low volume in the car. She's like, what is that? I said, I don't know, just background noise. She just looked at me like elevator music. I get it. But sometimes it just feel it fills the void. And I felt compelled, even though it's so late for me, to just jump on. Why? Because I'm losing my mind seeing all these people talk about FTX like they're experts, right? And they talk about it like it's something new. Yeah, everybody got hoodwinked. Yeah, it was a money laundering operation. Yeah, but can we actually talk about the money laundering? Because right now, all they're doing is pointing it, you know, uh, fried right? Who's fried? Who's toast, right? They threw him under the bus and he's going to be fine somewhere in Uruguay for a while, right? Can we focus on what we've actually, what we actually have in our hands? And, and that's what drives me up the wall sometimes. I see all these great supposed reporters and they're just talking points and talking points and talking points. And it's like, let's get to the sauce of it. So let me show you the sauce of it. Okay. Because, you know, the more we talk about the fried piece of toast of Sam flying out in his private jet, the more we lose focus on what's important. So, all right, we should be talking about Google. We, you know, everyone's like, look, it's the pedo symbol. No shit. You weren't even looking at that company while others were right now. It's come to your attention because somebody, you know, or very rich people that were Republican influencers lost a lot of money with FTX. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to show you the dirty, and but then I'm going to show you the, oh, look at that. Isn't that funny? And I'll tell you why. So these are the top contributors to the Joe Biden campaign. And I want you to take a look at this with me. See if I could zoom in. How do I do this on the Mac? Is it like this? There we go. I keep shifting between you know, three different types of operating systems. So I want you to look at this. So we've got the, all these companies that have given insane amounts of money. And this is why I need to go back to explain it to people because I have, and I feel like people are not paying attention to what's fact, right? People don't like to be hoodwinked, especially the people that were bleeding red. Oh my gosh, the Republican Party is so awesome. And it's like, the Republican Party is the reason we're in this position right now, okay? They created the Democrat Party, per se. No, the Democrats were always there. The Republicans took the more, I'm, I'm, you know, they're sanctimonious, right? They pretend like they're higher than thou, but they help. But I want people to pay attention to the details of what really went on so you can understand the frustration that comes out when people are like, oh, we need to go red. It's like, you're whatever. Here we go. Future Forward USA contributed $61 million. Asana, we'll get into that, $45 million. 
And we go down to Alameda Research, $6.2 million. Alphabet Inc., $5.2 million. FTX, $5.2 million. You see these? So now let's go to the next screen because I want to show you how this works. Okay? And then I'm going to show you why it's happening because nobody pays attention to these things. So we're going to go to the Alphabet Inc. first. Here's their contributions. I, I, I don't see Joe Biden on here, right, for 2020, except for $4 million. They gave $5 million, So something's missing here. Something's not accurate, right, because it was $5.2 million that Alphabet Inc. gave, right? Okay? Do you see that? Okay. So you see just an accuracy, about a million, a little bit less than a million. I think it's like 800,000 off, right? But this is what was provided by Alphabet Inc. Okay, now let's go to the next one. Let me show you how these people work because there's a company that no one's talking about and we should, okay? So now, oh, where's that? Give me a second. So now let's go to FTX quickly. <clears throat> this is 2022, you know, Look how much money they they contributed. Very little, actually. You know, their totals were under a million dollars for 2022. But let's go to, well, no. Uh, here you see 28 million, 15 million. Again, this is FTX. Pay attention now. Boom. So they gave six million to Future Forward. That's also one of the top packs for the Joe Biden thing. They only put down twenty eight hundred for Joe Biden as a company here, right? But I want you to focus on this Future Forward USA. So they gave six million to Future Forward. So let's go back to that other screen. Oh, you guys aren't seeing it. Here we go. Future Forward. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting. I'm on the Mac. <laughs> it's not automatic. So this is FTX. So in 2020, they gave 5.2 million, but apparently it's only showing 2.8 thousand here. Um, and over here, you could see they gave Future Forward 6 million. Future Forward also gave to Joe Biden, and they were one of the top donators. Hold on. Let's go back so I can show you that. And this is for 2020. FTX gave 5 million, not $2,000. Alphabet Inc. gave 5.2 million, not 4.8, 4.8. Eight is that right? No, four point four that they said. And um, here we go with um, Future Forward gave sixty one million dollars. And so far, FTX um, and I believe it was Alphabet. Let me just double check because I think I skipped that one. Let me see, Future Forward, Future Forward, yeah, and Google Alphabet gave Future Forward USA money too. So Future Forward that you see here as one of the top contributors of sixty one million dollars. Tell me that you're seeing it. You're not. So there you are. Now you see it. Future Forward that you see right here at the top right here gave $61 million. But they also got money from FTX and Alphabet Inc. And then they gave to, to Biden as well. Wait, but now we're going to talk about this little guy here too. Okay. And I'll remember to share the screen. I'll tell you why it's important. All right. So here we have this company called Asana. They're kind of like a Slack channel. They gave $45 million to Future Forward. Future Forward donated $61 million. 
to the Joe Biden campaign. I hope you guys are watching this just so you see how this money moves. So as you could see, Future Forward, they gave them $45 million. So Asana, Asana in 2020 gave $45 million Future Forward. Now let's go back. Let's go back so you can see what's going on here. Because, you know, when I see people just talking about this little tool, I'm like, seriously, that's what you got? So now we're going back to the main Joe Biden page. And you can see Future Forward gave $61 million. Sounds like Asana. Look, it says $45 million. Look, 941.503 contributing to the Joe Biden campaign. But they also gave $45 million to Future Forward. And look. If you see carefully, we have both FTX and Alphabet Inc., which, by the way, both fund Alameda Research. Both fund Alameda Research. Alameda Research, which was exclusive for them, also gave an additional $6 million. This is campaign finance violations all over the place for Joe Biden. And what annoys me is that He's going to get away with getting fired as a president for being a loser because of campaign violations, of course, because that's more respectable, right? Money, money laundering is more respectable, right? That's, that's the thing, right? It's more, it's more respectable to lose just, you know, money. Drives me insane when I see people talking and they're talking half, half, half. And the thing is, in 2022, uh, Alameda Research didn't do anything in regards to money. But e even in 2020, wait, in 2022, they did nothing on money. But when it came to 2020, here's where Alameda gets very interesting. So we're looking at the numbers, 6 million here. Alphabet gave 5.2, FTX gave 5.2. Right. I'm, I'm showing you the campaign finance for Joe Biden. Their uh, future forward, 61 million. Asana gave 45 million to future forward. Alphabet, 5 million. FTX, 5 million. Almeida, 6 million. But wait, here's Almeida's files. Now you're going to see how the Republicans hoodwinked you right after you see this. Hold on. Alameda Research. In 2020, the only thing they did was donate $5.2 million to Future Forward. $5.2 million to Future Forward. So they have been funneling money one inside another, one inside another. Again, Alameda Research that you're seeing in front of you right now is fully funded by Alphabet Inc. and FTX. FTX is the one that everyone's throwing under the bus, but the key, key problem here is Future Forward USA. That's where the key is. That's who was taking the money because you remember FTX gave all the money to Future Forward. Asana gave all the money to Future Forward. This is how they work. So people should be looking into Future Forward. And here's why they're not looking into it. So let's take a step back. Let's remember, you know, let's go back in time. Back in time to 
when Hillary Clinton was running for office, right? Hillary Clinton was running for office and nobody wanted her to win because she's corrupt, right? Everyone wanted Obama to win and that's what has to happen because Hillary is corrupt, right? And so we're going to stick with that. So everybody went with it. Everyone's like, yeah, we don't want Hillary. Let's go with it. But under that guise, the Republicans were able to hoodwink you. See, the more money you have, the more you can silence people. You have money, you buy media. You have money, you silence media. This is how it works. Now, here's what really happened. Here's what your Republican amazing McCain party did for you. Anya interrupted Taylor Swift during her speech at the VMAs. I'm really happy, happy for you, and I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. Months before that infamous moment in history, something, something even bigger, bigger was, was brewing. brewing. On, On March, March 24th, Theodore B. Olson, a Washington, D.C. lawyer, was just beginning his argument in what would later be known as one of the most controversial Supreme Court cases in U.S. history. We'll hear argument today in case 08205, Citizens United versus the Federal Election Commission. Mr. Olson. Participation in the political process is the First Amendment's most fundamental guarantee. Yet that freedom is being smothered by one of the most complicated, expensive, and incomprehensible regulatory regimes ever invented by the administrative state. Wow. You would think that Olson was talking about something totally inhumane, but by regulatory regime, Olson was referring to campaign finance laws. He's saying there were too many restrictions on a small nonprofit, Citizens United. That doesn't sound too crazy, does it? Okay, to answer this, let's take a good hard look at the case. A group called Citizens United, a political action committee, or PAC, we'll talk more about PACs later, wanted to run ads for a documentary that was critical of Hillary Clinton. But at the time, Hillary was running for president. So their ads were being limited by existing campaign finance laws. Arguing that their free speech rights were being limited, Citizens United took their fight to the Supreme Court. We talked to Rob Virchik, the president of the Center for Progressive Reform. It was a bit of a shock because this area of law had been, we thought, pretty settled for the last hundred years. Yeah. Before Citizens United, it was illegal for corporations or unions to give money to the campaigns at all. But... What the Supreme Court found uh, on this 5-4 split was that corporations have a right under the First Amendment to spend money to support the election or the defeat of candidates by name. Essentially, the question came down to this. Are free speech rights reserved only for individual people? The court held that individuals did not lose their right to help elect or defeat political candidates just because they acted as part of a group. This was part of their free speech rights. Previously, only individuals could contribute to a campaign. Now, Groups like corporations and unions can too. Why is this a big deal? You had essentially two things. One is that these entities had the ability to take out ads to sway elections. And B, the limits on what they could spend was literally unlimited. Corporations are putting in as much money into campaigns as uh, 
the Republican or the Democratic parties are or the candidates themselves. And so they're almost acting as uh, shadow political parties. So what happens in politics when money isn't an object? Well, during the 2008 election cycle, outside groups spent $338 million on federal and general campaigns. After Citizens United, this number surged to $1.4 billion in 2016. That's over four times bigger. Let's take a step back. Okay, remember PACs? So a PAC is a political action committee that represents business, labor, or ideological interests. What PACs do uh, is they give money directly to candidates or directly to campaigns. And then the candidate or the campaign uses that money to purchase ads, hold rallies, all, all the kinds of things that, that normally occur. Before Citizens United, if you were someone who wanted to support a candidate in a federal campaign, you had two options. Give money to a campaign or to a PAC. As an individual, your donations are limited and have to be publicly disclosed, but you can directly coordinate with a campaign. Yeah, well, If you're a company or a union, you can't contribute to a campaign or PAC. But along comes the Citizens United decision. Now, everyone can give unlimited but disclosed money to this new thing called a super PAC. As a trade-off, super PACs can't coordinate with a campaign. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. This is the one limitation for super PACs and their corporate donors. Super PACs can't coordinate with a campaign. But what if you're an individual, corporation, or a union, and you don't want your donation to be public? Well, why not just use a 501c4 nonprofit? These are also known as dark money groups. These nonprofits can take unlimited donations given to them by anonymous donors and use that money to influence elections. Crucially, dark money groups can give your donation to a super PAC. The super PAC has to disclose their donations, but their nonprofit doesn't. So your name won't be revealed. This is what you call a good old fashioned loophole. The problem after Citizens United is that multi-millions of undisclosed dollars are moving from dark money groups to super PACs without limits. Hold up. When a super PAC gives money to a campaign, technically they have no coordination with the candidates. The problem with that is that although technically speaking, the coordination might not be happening, it often is, is happening in an oblique way. This is essentially like the political version of that passive-aggressive whiteboard on your roommate's door. Uh, guys, it would be really nice if things were a little bit neater around here. So we're all familiar with this subtle tactic of hinting at something we want without directly asking for it. Candidates do the same thing, and super PACs are listening. So the one limitation for super PACs and their corporate donors isn't really much of a limit. Citizens United completely changed campaign finance laws. A veritable flood of money is moving through politics and affecting how politicians make policy. So what are the consequences of all of this undisclosed money moving through politics? In a democracy, the government is supposed to represent we the people. But after Citizens United, does people mean me and you or the corporations? And that, my friends, is how the Republicans screwed over America in 2008 for the sake of, we hate Hillary, so let's take her down. And it's all Citizens United fault, who, by the way, pose as super red and super conservative because this is how you keep a two-party system. 
when your population is too big and you need big money, you need companies like Facebook and Asana and Twitter and whatever else and dark money where Soros can just give it through 501Cs, right? And they can just move that over. And even though they have a stellar case to take Biden out for campaign issues, right? With all of these coming from the same circle companies like circular funding, right? This is like circular funding. Future Forward America is the one that's getting a lot of dark money. Asana gave $45 million to them and $45 million to Joe Biden. So does that mean that this Facebook affiliate provided almost a billion dollars in 2020 to get Biden elected? And then we have hmm, FTX and Alphabet Inc. that both own Alameda Research. And they all individually gave money as three separate companies, of course. Three separate, separate company packs, right? You see, people get hoodwinked by the very people that are claiming to help them. And that is how it happens. When I say that this infrastructure, this two-party infrastructure has been built against you, that's what it is. Citizens United has provided a free pass to silence people. You have money, you silence people. You have money, you attack people. You have money, you get articles posted about people. It's all about the money. And the thing is, the left was on it. When everything happened back in 2008, right, watching the DNC, you know, you obviously heard Citizens United, Citizens United. They always use that, right? And she she kept saying, oh, we're going to pass a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United. It was all a game. Like she cares that she has Hillary to move me out. She really doesn't. So you have to think. Why would she say that? Of course, she's not going to say that. Citizens United was decided in 2010. It clearly stated that political spending is a form of free speech. So you had people like codepink.org saying, keep the money out of politics, right? But it was all a facade. It was the counterinsurgency to what insurgency the Republicans were doing. The Republicans were saying, yeah, we want big money in here. Nah, nah, nah. And we should have a voice. And then you had the left saying, no, we should keep the money out of the politics. You know, and they were all working together. Hillary Clinton was just an excuse. She went up there to get all her dirty laundry out for when she was really going to run, which was 2016. And, you know, because people forget. And she would have been like, that was debunked a long time ago. And it would be, it would have been over, right? So that's how Citizens United operated. It was one of the biggest psyops in the U.S. And for some reason, our Supreme Court allowed these big money corporations now to have a voice bigger than yours. So if Facebook says they want this, that's what happens. If Pfizer says everyone's getting vaccinated, guess what? That's what's happening. Because they're paying for everything. They're buying your candidates. Therefore, uh, companies contributing massive amounts of money in politics is considered a First Amendment protected right. And SCOTUS ruled that corporations can make unlimited political donations to it. And corporations are not people. Not people at all. And money is not free speech. Because essentially, this allows for campaign funding to be off the chain as we've seen. And it's literally 
this Democratic Republic was for sale at that point. And right now, whoever has the most money has the biggest voice. And this is the problem that we have. So as I see this FTX conversation happen about, you know, uh, all these, oh, the crypto, and it's like they're reading about crypto. And it's like, dude, you think because the Democrats used it as a wash front that it's a big deal. You're focusing on that when you should be focusing on Citizens United. All right. You should be focusing on the fact that this is money laundering. You're seeing a circle jerk of funding each other to fund the same person. And yet no one is speaking out about it. They're pretending like it's only about, you know, this crypto guy and he flew away. Let's follow him where he's going. And most Republicans, almost all of them, including Ann Coulter, I remember when she tweeted, oh my God, if only Democrats hated terrorists half as much as they hate Citizens United decision. Look, girl, look at thanks to Citizens United, right? We have Facebook in our elections. We've got Craigslist in our elections. We've got them putting out ads. We've got them money laundering through fake ass crypto organizations, right? So how's that sound? And not so seasoned, are you? It seems like a lot of people are picking battles that are losers to begin with. Yeah. It was a crime. What FTX did was a front. But what we need to start talking about is getting the money out of the elections, getting the corporations out of the elections, because they don't represent us. Facebook has like what, 10 people working? I don't know. It's a handful of actual US citizens, right? And yet, for some reason, they have free speech to drop a billion dollars into elections to buy ads and bombard us and silence others. It makes zero sense when I hear arguments like this from people that are supposed to be smart. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so disheartening that people think that it's okay. We need to get money out of politics. You know, Hey, do you have a million dollars laying around for air quote free speech? Right? Cause money is not free speech and money is not speech and constitutional rights exist for human beings, not corporations. This is something that we need to target. This is something we need to discuss. And this is something we need SCOTUS to see again. The how is something that's in the works, but it's a very big deal considering there that Citizens United is considered, oh, we love, um, you know, we love, uh, you know, America and free speech and, and we're all about it. And it's like, no, your case in the Supreme Court won them the right to screw us. Here's a snippet from the Cato Institute. This is interesting. The problem, problem is, is not, not too, too much, much money, money in politics. politics. The, the problem, problem is too much power in government. The government regulates everything, and of course, people want to affect the course of the government. So, the campaign finance reformers ultimately what they want to prevent is is that it's it's the ability to affect the course of our government. It's the ability to affect which way people vote. That's the dirty little secret of campaign finance law. They don't just want to control money; they want to control speech. In 2008, Citizens United produced a film called Hillary the Movie. 
The documentary was clearly intended as a feature-length attack on the presidential aspirations of Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. The Federal Election Commission, saying the film's broadcast would violate federal election law, shut down the pay-per-view broadcasts of the film on cable services. If the government believes it can ban the pay-per-view broadcast of a movie, what else might the FEC try to ban under the First Amendment and current federal election law? The High Court tried to find out when it heard the case on March 24, 2009. Questioning the government's lawyer, Chief Justice Roberts said, so if Walmart airs an advertisement that says, We have candidate action figures for sale. Come buy them. That counts as an electioneering communication? Malcolm Stewart, Deputy Solicitor General, responded, If it's aired in the right place at the right time, that would be covered. The law says that corporation can't run an advertisement that uh, depicts a candidate within a certain time of primary election, and that's what the law says. Here the court is trying to discover the limits on government. The surprising answer they got was that there are no limits on government. The ad Chief Justice Roberts described did not advocate the election or defeat of any candidate. It was just an ad for a product. If movies broadcast on cable or advertisements for action figures can be regulated or banned, what about books? A book that expressly advocated the election or defeat of a candidate today would fall outside what the FEC thinks it ought to be able to regulate because it would be news commentary or an editorial. But there's nothing that says that Congress can't bring that interpretation back in and restrict it just like it would restrict a campaign ad. In fact, Stewart said during oral argument, because the First Amendment refers to both freedom of speech and of the press, there would be a potential argument that media corporations, the institutional press, would have a greater First Amendment right. Isn't it amazing that the Solicitor General before the U.S. Supreme Court could imply that the institutional press has greater First Amendment rights than everyone else? The government's lawyer's point was that the government has plenary powers in this area, really. Now, true, they would might carve out exemptions, but they would do so to avoid embarrassment, to avoid making it clear that the First Amendment is really constrained, that government isn't really limited by the First Amendment. There's an exception currently for newspapers, but that can't last. It's, it's illogical if you accept the premises of the campaign finance laws. Chief Justice Roberts asked, if it has one name, one use of the candidate's name, it would be covered, correct? Mr. Stewart responded, that's correct. Chief Justice Roberts said, it's a 500-page book, and at the end it says, so vote for X. The government could ban that? Mr. Stewart responded, well, if it says vote for X, it would be express advocacy, and it would be covered by the pre-existing Federal Election Campaign Act provision. It would seem counter to the First Amendment that you could ban books because they're too political. But what we've got here is a government that has decided that some kinds of political speech are dangerous. They're dangerous because they allow influential groups to talk about politics in ways that might hurt incumbents and might hurt entrenched interests. If the government can ban publication of a book, what limits are there really on the federal government? When the government is taking the position that they can ban books, it's time to scrap the campaign finance laws. This is America. We don't ban books here. So what about new forms of communication? Justice Kennedy asked, and I suppose it could even, is it the Kindle where you can read a book? I take it that's from a satellite, so the existing statute would probably prohibit that under your view? 
Mr. Stewart responded, well, the statute applies to cable, satellite, and broadcast communications. He's looking at a Kindle and he's saying, it's a book, but it must be prohibited because it's a broadcast communication and under the law we re regulate broadcast communication. So what should the public be willing to accept if they oppose allowing so-called big money, often corporate money, to get into politics? They have to be willing to accept the idea that the government gets to choose how people finance speech, which is to say what kind of speech, when and how and where can be stated. They have to be willing to give up in the end, I think, the First Amendment right to truly free speech. Books will inevitably be banned if we continue in the, in the same direction that we are. Movies will have to be banned. And frankly, I think newspapers ultimately will have to be banned as well. It's inevitable that once you start regulating political activity, you are going to run roughshod over people's First Amendment rights. There's just no way around that. It's only logical that if we can prevent advertisements from being run, we can prevent all types of speech from being run. In fact, this very film could be banned as well. Oh, well, see how they do it. See how they say it. They morph the argument to be that if companies can't publish books or if an article can't be written about it, then it's banning free speech. But we need this revisited in regards to campaign finance laws. And if someone out there with money could, they could bust this wide open with Joe Biden's 2020 run. And we can nail it right in the bum. Not censoring the speech, but as long as it's factual, but how are you going to do that? You're putting it on Twitter. You're putting it on Facebook. Those are considered publications. Like they said, they acknowledge that Kindle is considered a communications device. Isn't the internet? So why are we having free speech silenced on the internet? You see where the contradictions come and people don't take a step back and look at things and they talk about things in little rabbit holes rather than take the 40,000 foot view and see the scam for what it is. For me, this FTX scam was nothing, nothing but divine intervention to give us that foothold. We need to remove the PACs, the super PACs, the corporate entities funding candidates because they fund ads, they fund TV, they fund placement in media. And then media should be held accountable to, are you publishing something that's true? If I wish to publish a movie about a candidate that's running, that's mine. I'm publishing it. I'm a person. I did it. If a company is doing it, they're going to have to do it after the elections because that's what's fair, because that's big money behind it. I don't see, you know, why everyone is going down this damn rabbit hole of FTX. You're only talking about FTX. Can we start talking about XRP? Can we start talking about other things that the right and the left have been pushing? No. Oh, that's a no-no zone because we're all good people and the people that have totally put us in this pocket of allowing big money to influence not, not, not our elections only, but our free speech. But I have said that your vote is your voice and therefore that represents your free speech. And is that not suffocated by these big political action committees? Your GOP, your DNC that selects who is going up. You could say, I don't want that, but it doesn't matter. We want him. So touch it. Give us your money and we'll pick who we want. See, this is how it is. And while people are going on a tangent, oh, he's leaving. Of course he is. Loophole, right? Not only the 501Cs, right? Loophole. There are loopholes. 
big loopholes. And so if anyone really wants to do their homework on what this FTX has actually done, well, then they should get cracking on the whole top contributors for Joe Biden. Now, let me leave you with some fun stuff, though. Future Forward USA is where we need to focus because they got the majority of the money from FTX. So says a little birdie. As we can see, Facebook via Asana gave $45 million to Future Forward USA that I showed you earlier. Here we have Alphabet Inc. FTX, but we're only talking about FTX, which Alphabet Inc. funded FTX. FTX and Alphabet Inc. both funded Alameda Research. And when I was out there talking about, hey, that kind of looks like a pedo symbol, you know, nothing. But now, because something happened, see, this is the problem that we have. We have a whole nation of people eager to do research and dig. But we're only reactionary. We're not proactive. And the fact is, when you're reactionary, you're losing, right? You got to be proactive on these things and you got to look at these things in a more proactive way. But to assist in this, I thought we could take a look at Asana's documents. So as you could see, in 2022, they only gave $4 million, 4.2, right? 4.2. Whereas in 2020, 51 million. What does that tell you seeing that they're lowering the amounts of money that they're providing? It should tell you something. Future forward, that's funny. We can't even pull that out. So let's go in the search bar and find it. Now let's go to future forward. It went to another screen, of course. Why would it be easy? So now I've got to swap. All right. So let's swap this. So I could show you the winning part, okay? So here is Future Forward. Let's see, candidate recipients, there we go. What does that say? This PAC didn't make any contribution, expenditures. Contributions, this is 2020. How is it saying there's no spending? Oh, there we go sort of weird. They raised $151 million. They spent $150 million. And here is where they're registered. Right? I just, I'm just pointing some, you know, simple things out. Okay. So they gave in 2020 <clears throat> to PACs. PACs. Right? So weird. Expenditures, media, $144 million in media, in media, right? $79 million to four Democrats, $62 million against Republicans. That's in 2020. Let's go to 2022. That's a substantial decrease, which means that there's a suffocation and a choke point in the finances that they were getting just for what is coming out. I mean, they gave $1 million to, to Joe Biden. And this is, again, in 2022, they gave $1 million to Joe Biden, right? Fetterman, they gave $2 million. <laughs> Very interested in Pennsylvania, aren't they? I mean, it's a commonwealth, and I talk about it. They also spent communications coordinated to tackle J.D. Vance, 1.2 to tackle President Trump. They didn't donate to these people. They spent money on media to attack the Republicans, like it said before. And let me go here. Four Republicans, zero dollars against Democrats, zero.
pro against Republicans spent $12 million this year to go against Republicans and for Democrats, you know, like positive things. Um, they uh, gave $3.2 million to support Democrats. So this is how you can find everything they do and everything uh, they spend. Uh, this the Future Forward USA um, is a carry committee, which means that it's a super PAC slash hybrid PAC, means that it has 501Cs everywhere. So all of you right now should be thinking, I need to get with my representatives and tell them, in my state, I do not want PACs and corporations funding my elected officials. They're going to tell you, but Citizens United, that's a fight that I'm going to put up. Once I'm done with SCOTUS, getting the field level for anyone wanting to run outside of the two-party system, the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to demand that, you know, I'll find a way to demand that in the state of Ohio, we have no political PACs or corporations funding candidates. And I have to craft that argument in a specific way. <sighs> So that way I can get myself to SCOTUS and demand a review. See, these are the things that we have to do as a people. These are the answers to the questions we have and to the suffrage. The more you sit on your tush and expect that people are going to do good things for you because they're just benevolent, <laughs> then, you know, you, you know, you, you get what you do. You know, you... You want to build a house and you're sitting there thinking, I want to build a house and you're just dreaming, but you have a shovel. You see the shovel in front of you, pick that bitch up and get to work. So we're a republic right now. Well, we're supposed to be a republic right now. We're a communist nation, period. Okay. We're, we've skipped over the socialism part, right? And we're into like communism slash totalitarianism and the illusion of that we're not in a communation. Okay. And that's what's funny. We're, we're already in the combination. We are the Iron Curtain. We spent all these years allegedly fighting it. And I guess through the fighting, we learned how to use it and become it. Because now we are the Iron Curtain. So on that note, I just wanted to say my piece because it, it, it you know, misinformation, disinformation. Well, you know, I love that. They're great tools if used the right way. But half-baked information is the worst. Because it makes people have this idea that they think they know what's going on when they have no idea. It's like half-baked information, right? Ah, oh, the crypto, it's all FTX's fault. No, it's not. It's totally not. Oh, the guns, it's just the laws. No, it's not. Your banks are already doing it. They're already flagging your purchases. That way, when the laws come in, your purchases are being flagged. You're not allowed to use cash because guess what? Cashless society, this is why they're regulating crypto. I don't understand why people can't stand back and just look at it. We have to start getting active. We need to start making changes on a local level. I've been saying this for the past couple of years and it's like, everyone's like, yeah, everyone's going to save us. Okay. Out of a lot of people online, I'm pretty aware of what is real and what is not. I say that. You could choose not to believe it. doesn't make it any less true. The bottom line is, if there is an orchestrated effort in the background being worked on, what does that mean? Does that mean that you sit in your chair and do nothing? Does that mean that you're like, oh, a hero came, so what? So in 10 years, 20 years, when you're in the same spot, your kids would have learned from you, oh, just relax, man. 
crack a beer open and just wait for it. We'll just suffer for a bit until somebody comes in and saves us. Ooh, fantastic role model. You see, you don't have to go in there and sweat, but you can wipe the brow off of someone who's sweating for you. Be part of that team. That's the way it is. So on that note, God bless everyone. Hope this helped. I hope this helped. And off we go with some smooth Christmas jazz.